Hi, I'm Gail. Hi, I'm Ruby. We are two hot perimenopausal mindset coaches with a burning desire to help working women across the globe think differently about menopause. There is another way. It's mindset over menopause. Co-authors of the Working Women's Guide to Menopause, When the Heat is On, Don't Sweat It, we're delighted to bring you our bite-sized podcast show, Mind Over Menopause. On the show, we share stories from other women going through one of the three stages of menopause, peri, menopause, and postmenopause. Grab a cuppa and listen to their story. So hi, Rachel. Rachel Mills is here with us today as our hi. guest. Lovely to have you here. And we're going to kick straight off by you introducing yourself. We always think it's better when the person introduces themselves because it's stilted otherwise, isn't it? And you're like, you're trying to make it up as you go along, whereas you're the expert on you. Tell us about you and what you do. Okay, so I'm 45. Um, I have two wonderful daughters and a very patient and understanding husband. Um, I started my menopause journey around 39 so I'm, it's been a few years now. Um, I'm a trained bone therapist. I also have a wellness blog and, uh, and I'm a supporting artist with TV and film in my spare time. So Fantastic. a few things keep me busy. Brilliant. Well, it's lovely to have you on. So share with our listeners, how did or does the menopause affect you in your working life? So I'm lucky enough to have the flexibility that I can work from home. Um, so if I'm feeling really poorly, I can, you know, I can take some downtime. Um, but it, it's a, it's basically um, I have monthly migraines. Um, when they first started, they were so bad that I was vomiting, shaking. I couldn't couldn't focus. I couldn't drive. I couldn't get the kids from school. Um, I couldn't even make a, a sensible conversation, really. Um, and you know the brain fog dizziness it was just horrendous mm. um, and it started to build up from monthly migraines that just got worse and worse um, and so yeah so I just had to go to bed to manage you know and, until I had to go and get the kids from school or until I needed to do some work you just have to work around it um, you just do the best you can don't you we're women we get on with it <laughs> you do <laughs> yeah um yeah, so so that's kind of how it was affecting me. Um, and I mean, I was, was lucky enough to have family close by so I could call on them to help out. So, you know, I say to anyone going through this, don't be afraid. If you have a support network, don't be afraid to reach out to them because people are more willing to help than you think. I think we think we ought to just get on with it and cope with it ourselves. But it's OK to ask for help. Um, and, you know, it's something you can't control. So. And I think that comes through in a lot of our conversations with women that self-care is a big part of it and asking for the help. We're so used to putting on our big sparkly superwoman knickers <laughs> that we forget that we don't have to do it all. We have got other people who can support us. Yeah. And I know, you know, when I read your thing about vomiting, I was saying to you before we started the recording, oh. when I read about vomiting, I was like, oh my goodness, I didn't even know that you could get that severe with migraines around menopause so I really yeah. feel you it sounds an awful experience thank you I'm glad that you're starting to get it more manageable for you now yeah so what do you think I mean other than that if that isn't the biggest <laughs> challenge what do you think was the biggest challenge for you I think establishing that there was a problem um well obviously there was a problem but I've had migraines my entire life I started off as a child with migraines where I get the aura where I can't see um for about half an hour and then the pain kicks in it feels like someone's hit you over the head with a hammer 
And I've had that since I was a child and my mum had it and her mum had it. So it would have been very easy to just accept that it was um, genetics and I just, you know, just had to accept it. Um, but as I got older, I realised that I started to see a pattern and it was starting to happen every month. And um, and so that's when I thought, no, I this is too bad. I can't obviously I can't carry on like this. I have too much to do. I've got to look after kids, I've got to work. So I thought, yeah, I have to I have to contact the GP. I have to see if there's something out there that, that I, you know can help me. Um, so so yeah, I did. So I contacted the GP and and initially the GP would say, Well, you know, you do suffer from migraines, so maybe it's just that, you know, maybe it's just something you just have to kind of you know live with. And as it went on and on, I just thought, no. So I started to keep a diary um, and a very clear pattern started to form with my periods and my migraines. And so I made another appointment to go back to the GP. And it, it's all about making them listen, really. I mean, they have so many people that they see each day and, and so many people who who have, you know, they have problems, they're feeling poorly, but very often it'll go or it's not not serious. But when you have something that you you yourself as a woman, you're you're you have sort of a, a sixth sense with these things you know when there's something not quite right and it was just the biggest struggle for me was making somebody making the GP understand that this was a big issue and I needed some help with it um, and so you know I just kept speaking to them until somebody actually said right and they referred me to um, an endocrine specialist um, who then looked into it and said yes actually this is being caused by your you know your the beginning of the menopause and it's been caused by your hormone levels. Um, and that's when we sat down, and we worked out a plan of action of how we were going to tackle it. Mm. I think that's great that you've taken back control of it. Um, you know, you've been an advocate for your own well-being and keeping the diary was a really great tip. And I think anyone listening, it's a really good thing if you're suffering with symptoms. Yeah. Um, it, it gives you more of an understanding and then you can see if there's any patterns that are. Yeah, it just makes it very clear to whoever you're speaking to that yeah. they can't argue with that. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I mean, in our book, we talk about mindsets, we focus on the mindset, but equally, it is about taking responsibility. What can you do in terms of research? What can you do to find out information for yourself? And if it is a medical issue, you do need to go and get it done. We we never go down that route. We're not about the lotions and potions. But if you are having symptoms yourself, then definitely I sound like something on BBC, don't I go and speak to <laughs> And um, you know, go down the route of the medical if you need to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you you did some research, didn't you? I know you said that you started HRT and you're starting to get some relief with the symptoms, but you did some research on vitamins and minerals and other things. What other yeah. things do you do to manage and cope with the symptoms? Yeah, so I researched. I mean, I'm always online trying to work out how I can sort of sort any issue that I'm having or my kids are having. Or um, so yeah, so um I did some research into magnesium, um, which I found is very good for balancing estrogen levels. Um, so I, I made sure I focused on foods that could give me that those extra uh, that extra boost of magnesium. And also, obviously, there are supplements and things that you can get. Um, and also omega-3, because with the migraines, with the pain, omega-3 is very good at reducing inflammation. And so I made sure I was on a regular course of omega Omega capsules, and I don't like the fishy taste, so I had to find one that was actually quite, quite palatable. But, um, but yeah, just any of those things really, um, and changing your diet to see if you can can adjust how you're feeling um, naturally, um, 
because yes, HRT and things has its place, but if you can do it on a natural basis, then I'm all for that. Absolutely. Um, but you know, what I would say really is just, it's the persistence. You've, you've just got to get into her, into your head that this is not, this doesn't have to be just, you don't have to accept it. You don't have to look ahead to the next say 10 years and say, this is the norm. I have to put, I just have to accept it, put up with it. The pain will come each month and so be it. You know, mm. it, it's hard to get your head around the fact that, you know, if you are unlucky enough to suffer with any symptoms from the menopause, that it, it goes on for a long time. Um, but you just, just don't have to, you don't have to put up with it. You know, there are many things you can do to try and help yourself um, along the way. Um, so just, I think it makes you feel like a more empowered woman as well, because you're taking responsibility for your life rather than handing it over or doing just nothing. At least you yeah. can do something. Yes. Yeah. And, and speaking to a doctor who just says, no, there's nothing you can do. And then you accept it. No, you don't have to do that. You can you take control of it yourself. Mm, yeah, absolutely. So what one piece of advice then would you share with women who are going through the same experience or similar? Um. Well, I think I've said it already. It's the just don't give up, you know, yeah. just just don't accept it. It's mm-hmm. well, accept it because, you know, it happens. You can't do anything about it, but you don't have to accept that you have to suffer. You can do your own research. Um, you can get into the mindset each day that each month I know this is going to come. I know I'm going to have a migraine of varying degree, but I can cope with it. I will get through it. And in a couple of days it will go again. Um, and you've just got to stay positive and not not let it wear you down. Um, so we're women, we're strong, we can do it. We are, we can. <laughs> Let's finish there. That's a great ending. So thank you. That's been really lovely. Where can people find out more about you if they want to get in touch with you? So probably the best place is to visit my wellness blog, um, which is millsygirl.com. That's M-I-L-S-Y-G-I-R-L.com. And that's actually my nickname, obviously Rachel Mills. So um, so that's probably the best place um, or email me at rachel at millsygirl.com and um, and I, I'd love to chat to anybody who wants to reach out and talk about whatever you want to talk about on there for you fantastic so we'll share that information in the show notes for you thank and um, thank you very much for joining us today oh it's been a pleasure thanks Ruby We hope you enjoyed listening to today's show and the story our guests shared. Every woman's experience of menopause is different. Our aim is for you to feel inspired, know that you're not on your own and choose to take back control. If you'd like to be a guest on our show or find out more about us and the work we do, you'll find all the details in the show notes. As a gift, you can also download a free extract from our book. Ruby and I look forward to sharing your story soon.